chances are, if you've ever sought out traditional treatment for disordered eating or negative body image, you missed out on at least one critical piece of the food freedom puzzle. I've seen it happen time and time again in the women I work with. They've tried all the things, done all the coping skills, and said all the positive affirmations, and yet they're still struggling. So what's missing? That is the million dollar question that I'm going to answer for you today. Welcome to the Joyful Eater podcast. My name is Brittany Braswell and I'm your food freedom coach. And in this episode, I'm giving you an inside look at the framework that I walk my personal coaching clients through to help them achieve and sustain a peaceful and joy-filled relationship with food. You'll learn why it's important to identify exactly where you are right now in your food freedom journey and what you need in order to take your next steps toward freedom. You're also getting a look behind the curtains at the three foundational components that are necessary to grow in if you truly want to become a joy-filled eater. So if you're someone who feels like they've tried everything under the sun, followed all the recovery rules, and still feel anxious or dissatisfied with your body and your relationship with food, then you've come to the right place today, my friend, because this is most definitely for you. And hey, if you haven't joined us yet, I'd love to invite you to hang out with me for our free live workshop event. It's a series called How to Break Free from the Bondage of Food Guilt and Body Shame. And it's going on now through May 11th, and it's not too late to get registered. If you can't be there live, don't worry. You'll still get access to all the replays when you register. Just head to brittanybraswellrd.com workshop or find the link in today's show notes. Now, let's jump into this week's episode. Welcome to the Joy-Filled Eater Podcast, the show that helps you cultivate a joy-filled relationship with food, your body, and Jesus. My name is Brittany Braswell, and I'm a Christ-centered registered dietitian and eating disorder recovery coach on a mission to help you break free from the bondage of food guilt and body shame so that you can start fueling your physical, mental, and spiritual health all from a place of joy. We'll be spilling the tea on all things diet culture, even in the church. Think of this as your weekly dose of nutrition and body image real talk mixed with biblical encouragement from your Southern bestie. If you love Jesus, are sick of having negative body image, and wish food didn't feel so complicated, then welcome friend, this show is for you. So grab your coffee, get comfy, and prepare to be challenged. This is the Joyfield Eater Podcast. Unlike what most traditional eating disorder or body image providers will tell you, you can't just focus on reducing and eliminating disordered or unhealthy behaviors and then simply hope that recovery is going to follow. Because healing from disordered eating is about so much more than getting rid of harmful behaviors. If you try eliminating your behaviors without knowing what beliefs specifically are driving those behaviors, and maybe even more importantly, what need those unhealthy behaviors are meeting for you, one of two things is typically going to happen. Number one, you're going to white knuckle your way through the process and have to put tons of just time and mental energy into trying to force yourself to choose the recovery focused option. Or number two, you're going to often exchange one unhealthy behavior for another. So maybe you trade binge eating for Amazon shopping. Maybe you swap getting on the scale for something like calorie counting. And maybe you finally start restricting less, but then realize you're now exercising more. In order to experience real and lasting recovery, you need to do one very important thing. You've got to include the Lord in the process. 
because taking a Christ-centered approach to recovery is what I have found to be the most effective way to achieve complete freedom from food-related anxieties and negative body image so that you can finally live life without obsessing about how you look or what you eat. Take one of my students, Anna, for example. She had been through several treatment programs when she came to me and told me that despite all the meal plans she'd been given, all the journaling assignments she completed, and the constant effort that she had been putting into her own recovery, her identity was still wrapped around her food choices and body size. It wasn't until we started working together that we were able to uncover some hidden idols in her heart and challenge her limiting beliefs so that she began to be able to experience true freedom and joy in her relationship with food and her body. Because freedom without constant effort and without that constant striving is one of the most valuable outcomes you can achieve in recovery. But in order to experience that freedom and become what I call a joy-filled eater, you have to first identify where you are in the restoration process. That way you can know where you're going. Without knowing both, It's like trying to use your GPS, but not inputting all the information. I live in Alabama, and if I want to go to Nashville, I can use my GPS to help me navigate my way there. But the step-by-step directions only work if I tell my GPS two very important things. I have to tell it where I want to go, and I have to tell it where I'm starting from. If I only tell it where I am, but don't tell it where my desired destination is, I have no idea which direction I'm going to need to go to get there, and my GPS is not going to be helpful. And if I get real specific and say, okay, I want to go to the Red Bicycle Coffee Shop, but then I don't tell it where where I am, like I don't give it either access to my location or input a starting address, then the GPS can't even begin to tell me how to get going. Because let's say it thinks I'm in Los Angeles, California. The directions are going to have me go east right? To get to Nashville. But if it thinks I'm in Tampa, Florida, it's going to want me to go north. So knowing where you are now is just as important as knowing where you want to go. So let me take a few minutes and help you identify where you might be on your own food freedom journey right now. Listen really closely and see which of these phases or stages you recognize that you are in currently. Now, this is something that I call the rise to restoration framework. So I'm going to give you kind of a description about maybe how you're feeling right now, the amount of effort maybe that you are are putting into for your own food freedom or recovery process, and what typically happens as a result. So we're going to start with this first stage, which in this stage, you're really just feeling very defeated. When you're feeling super defeated in your own recovery process, chances are you're putting in little to no effort because you are you almost have no reason to move forward. When you feel this level of defeat, it's almost just this state of hopelessness. And the result of that is typically severe bondage. So just to kind of recap this stage, this is, I'm feeling defeated. I'm not even wanting to put in any effort at this point, And I'm staying in bondage to whatever the struggle is. Okay. The next stage of this is when Maybe you're, you want to move forward, but you're just feeling really reluctant. Okay, so in this reluctant stage, you're at this point, you're putting in constant effort. All right, so you're, you're striving, you're constantly trying to find something that works. You're trying the next thing. You're hoping that anybody has something that's going to help you like actually move forward. 
But usually the result of this is a lot of fear because oftentimes you're changing your mind a lot. You are, again, feeling frustrated that you're putting in all this effort, but you're not really moving anywhere. So in these two stages, feeling defeated with little to no effort and staying in bondage, and then maybe moving a little forward and still feeling reluctant, at this point, at least you're putting in like more effort, right? But it's constant. You're always thinking about it, right? And the result here is still usually fear because you're not usually feeling confident in what you're doing and you're afraid of making too many changes typically. Okay, so these are the these are the stages where if I was just going to sum it up with one word, you're typically just feeling super stuck, right? You're feeling like I'm, I'm not going anywhere. This This isn't very encouraging, okay? When you move past this point, and I'm going to just refer to this as the momentum line, okay? When you kind of get past this momentum line, this next stage, this third phase, is where you're finally starting to see some growth and you are moving forward, okay? So this feeling here is like, okay, I'm moving, I'm moving. And at this point, your effort, it gets really intentional, okay? So you're starting to make progress, you're moving forward, you have figured out, you've started figuring out what are some things that are working. You're getting really intentional to focus on those things. And as a result, you've got a lot more determination because you're finally starting to see some things fall into place, but at the same time knowing I'm not there yet, so I've got to keep going. This fourth stage, and this is this is really my goal to get all of my one-to-one and my small group coaching clients at least to this stage in the process during their time with me. And this fourth phase is when you are resilient, okay? When you're resilient, the effort you're putting forth is now steady. It's no longer constant. It's still intentional, but you're not having to to put forth as much effort. It's a lot more consistent, and you know when to predict that you're going to have to put in a little more or a little bit less effort. And as a result, this is where we see this big C word that I hear so often is confidence, If you're sitting here thinking, Brittany, I just want to feel more confident in my body. I want to feel more confident in my ability to nourish my body in a way that I enjoy and that feels great. This is the result when you're in this resilience stage and you know what this steady effort looks like. Okay, so this is where so many people want to get to. And this is my goal to at least get you to this phase, if not the final. And the final phase of this restoration framework is healed or healing right? You get to this place where I I am so 100% confident that healing is possible in recovery. If I, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So when you get to this final stage of being healed or having this like stage of healing that you didn't even know was possible, your effort is now released. Okay. And this is such a hard concept, I think, for, for people to wrap their head around sometimes, because if you feel like right now you're just, you're in that one of those first two stuck phases where either you're not putting in any effort because you have no hope or you're constantly putting in effort and not seeing the result of anything. It can be really hard to imagine. Like, Brittany, what does released effort even look like? Released effort is when you've, when you've crossed that momentum line, you've gotten really intentional and then your effort has just gotten really steady. This released phase is where you're barely even having to think about it. You are relying on the Lord. You have created these new beliefs and these new habits where things have mostly become second nature. Okay, You are nourishing yourself without having to constantly think about what you're doing. You are getting dressed without trying on a whole bunch of outfits at one time. right? And what does the result of this sound like? 
it's freedom. And that's the goal, right? I want you to feel confident. And then I want you to get to this place of freedom where you're not only feeling free in your body, but you also are walking in step relationship with the Lord. So once you make it to that resilient stage, that sort of fourth point in, in this healing process, you're not going to be spending all your time fixating on things like changing your body or worrying about your health. So I want to ask you an important question. What do you think will be possible for you when you're no longer spending tons of time and energy thinking about your body? If, now, if you're multitasking right now, I totally get it, but do come back to this part of the episode again later, re-listen, and pause it to carefully consider your answer. Maybe you're going to be able to do things like cut down on, like I said, the amount of time you're getting ready in the morning. Maybe you try on one outfit instead of six, and it only takes you five minutes to get dressed instead of 45. Why could you do with that extra 40 minutes in your day? Maybe you'll finally go on that family vacation that you've been putting off, right? When you get to this stage of confidence and freedom, because you're no longer going to be trapped by the fear of maybe eating foods that you haven't allowed yourself to have in months or years. And maybe you'll finally have the energy and the mental capacity to grow closer in your relationships with friends, your family, with the Lord, And likely you're going to be able to and want to develop some newer, healthy relationships because you're going to be able to be more present and open to connection with others again. So now, hopefully that you know where you are in that process in one of those five stages in your own rise to restoration and healing, I want to give you the three foundational components that you need in order to grow to that place of resilience and healing so that you can experience the kind of confidence and freedom that's possible when you become a joyful eater. Okay, so let's dig into the very first component here. The very first one is science. Now, this might surprise some people, but in order to overcome your fears around food, it's really helpful and I really just believe that you have got to learn how your body actually uses the nutrition and the food that you're giving it and how your mind operates when you're still battling disordered thoughts. This is crucial. And in this component of the process, in this part of this framework, you're learning about things like macronutrients, so carbohydrates, proteins, fats. You're learning about metabolism and how your body works. Um, You can go back. We actually did a... Uh, calorie counting, or I guess we did an episode on like the biochemistry of your body and how to help you get rid of calorie counting. So if you haven't heard that one yet, you can go back and listen to that one. Um, You're also learning in this, in this component or this part of the process, things like how your brain is working and how neuropathways are formed. You're learning about gentle nutrition and effective ways to strategically cope when you have disordered or unhealthy urges come up. And I say strategically because we're not just looking for like something to keep your hands busy, right? Or something to distract you momentarily. We're focusing on creating and cultivating these strategic coping strategies that, like I said at the beginning, that are going to go back and help you meet your specific needs, okay? You've got to unlearn the lies that you've been believing that have been holding you in bondage to disordered eating. So I mentioned that previous episode, um, with helping you kind of overcome some some calorie counting issues, right? Or meal tracking. If those are things that you felt really captive to, that is episode eight, I believe. And you can really work on uncovering maybe some of those lies that you've heard about 
calories and hopefully go ahead and delete that calorie tracking app on your phone. That's what really helped my client, Lucy. In less than three months of working together, she completely let go of tracking calories, whether it was calories in, calories out, and she stopped meticulously meal prepping and measuring out all of her food. And as a result, she got back more than four hours of her life every single week. Now she's attending a small group. She feels more connected with her husband and her kids because she finally got her evenings back. All right, so so that's a little bit on the science component of things, right? We're looking at all kinds of things physically, mentally, as far as like how your mind or how your brain even operates. And we're really digging into the science of all of those things. All right, the second component that we're going to move on to now is body wisdom. Now, body wisdom involves trusting your body to let you know what it needs, recognizing the way it's communicating with you, and then being able to respond to that communication in a healthy way. All right, so let me say that one more time. Body wisdom involves trusting your body to to be confident that it's telling you what it does need. And then being able to go, oh, okay, I recognize my body's trying to tell me something and I'm going to choose to respond in an effective way, right? And this is without a lot of worrying or frustration or fear around whatever that, that response is going to be, okay? So essentially, this is where you start learning how to break all of the rules that have been contributing to disordered behaviors. And if you're sitting here thinking, but Brittany, I love rules. I've got an A in rule following, right? How am I supposed to start breaking rules? And how do I even know what my rules are? Then please don't worry, friend. I get into this area really in depth inside the Joyful Eater Live, and I would love to support you step-by-step through the process of breaking your rules without feeling chaotic or out of control. So if you're not familiar with the Joyful Eater Live, you can find out more in the show notes, but this is my small group coaching program specifically for Christian women wanting to break free from the bondage of food guilt and body shame. Okay, so again, with body wisdom, we're really working in this this part of the process on recognizing and honoring internal cues. Okay, so this is kind of what we would call interoceptive awareness. We're not going to dive into that a lot today. But we're also in this stage where identifying, helping you identify your emotions and knowing what to do with them. That's a huge part of it, right? We're also working on discovering things that are triggering to you and learning how to cope effectively. You are starting to learn what it means and what it feels like to move joyfully as a means of fun and self-care and connection with others oftentimes. And in order to cultivate body wisdom, it requires that you not rely on external rules or people to tell you what or how much you quote unquote should or shouldn't be eating. It is up to you and I want to help you along the process of developing the confidence that you need in order to trust yourself, your body, and the Lord. So that is a little bit on body wisdom. That is the second essential component of becoming a joyful leader. And last but most definitely not least, The third foundational component of becoming a joyful eater is faith. And this to me is by far the most crucial component because in recovery, got to intentionally involve the Lord by inviting him into your day-to-day decisions. It's all about discerning how the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and then choosing to submit to the Lord instead of your own will or the disordered thoughts. This is also going to help you to more confidently walk in your purpose and your calling. Now, you can either continue striving for 
an illusion of control, right? Because most, I don't think I've ever worked with any client who has not struggled with control in some way. And control can really mess with your ability to grow your faith. So you can strive for that control or that illusion of it, or you can find comfort in surrendering control to really the only one who actually has it. Now, here's my question for you. How well are you able to identify which of these three areas that you're consistently growing in, or maybe which ones you're feeling stuck and unable to move forward, as well as which one or ones maybe you haven't even begun to work on yet? If you're ready to get serious and take some action to identify the gaps in your own recovery journey to becoming, again, a joy-filled eater, then I want to invite you to join me today and next week for the rest of our free summer workshop series where you're going to get the exact blueprint and the proven four-phase process that I use to walk my own clients and students step-by-step through their food freedom and recovery journey using that Christ-centered approach so that you can achieve and sustain a peaceful and joy-filled relationship with food. Be sure to head to the show notes and click to get registered for this free event. Or you can just head straight over to brittanybraswellrd.com slash workshop. Now, in case you have been multitasking, let me do a quick recap of what you've learned today just to wrap things up. In order to experience real and lasting recovery, you have to include the Lord in your food freedom journey. That's why taking a Christ-centered approach to recovery is what I have found to be the most effective way to achieve complete freedom from food-related anxieties and negative body image so that you can finally live life without obsessing about how you look or what you eat. And before you begin the journey to food freedom, you have to know exactly where you're starting from. You've learned hopefully where you are in that process when we went through that Rise to Restoration framework. And P.S., if you want a visual of what this framework actually looks like, so if you're like me and you're a visual learner, this is something that I go over in part one of our free workshop series. And we're in the middle of that series right now, but when you register, you get immediate access to any of the replays we've had so far. So you can go back, watch that replay, and see what this framework looks like and how it plays out going from that place of just feeling totally in bondage to experiencing confidence and freedom. Then after you learn to identify where you're starting from, we talked about the three foundational components that you need in order to become a joyful eater. The first was science. The second was body wisdom. And the third is faith. And when you grow in each of these three areas, that's when you can really start experiencing greater levels of food and body freedom. So if you're ready to take the next step and get the blueprint for becoming a joyful eater, then I want you to go ahead and get registered for our free workshop so that you can join me live for part two today. As this airs, this is May 9th. We're going to be meeting at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you can't be there live or if you're watching this afterwards, you can catch the replay anytime between this afternoon and May 19th. We'll be doing our final training for part three this Thursday, May 11th. So go ahead and get registered so you can get access to all the workshop resources including a downloadable workbook with bonus challenges so that you can implement each of these hands-on activities after every single training. That way you get even more value. I'm so thankful that you choose to spend some time here with me every week. And if today is your first time, thank you for being here. I hope you will join me for the rest of the workshop. And just remember, it's not too late to take an active role in growing in your physical, mental, and spiritual health.
that's it for me today. Until next week, friend, may you be filled with joy and abound in hope. Did you know that involving the Lord in your day-to-day life isn't just for making big decisions? It's actually the best way to approach food freedom. Now, I get it. We both know the struggle all too well. You've probably tried what feels like a million ways to feel more confident in your body and less anxious around food. But despite your commitment to recovery, the scale or even that number on the label inside of your jeans is still taunting you and dictating how you feel about yourself. Well, I found your secret to better body image and nourishing yourself with confidence, and it's taking a Christ-centered approach to food freedom. It's time for you to see for yourself how you can finally break free from the bondage of food guilt and body shame for good. Taking a Christ-centered approach has helped dozens of my students let go of unhealthy and disordered behaviors like restriction and binge eating, and has kept them from falling into some of the biggest mistakes that most Christian women make when trying to improve their relationship with food and their body. And I want to show you exactly how it's done. Snag a seat for my free live training series at brittanybraswellrd.com workshop, where I'll give you the blueprint for cultivating a peaceful and joy-filled relationship with food and your body using a Christ centered approach. Come hang out with me in this three-part online workshop where I'll share the three foundational components of becoming a joy-filled eater and help you not only avoid making some of the most time-sucking recovery mistakes, but instead I'll help you to stop obsessing about how you look or what you eat all by using my strategy that walks you step-by-step through the food freedom process. All that's left for you to do is to save your seat for this free training series at brittanybraswellrd.com slash workshop, or hop on over to Instagram and shoot me a DM with the word workshop. I'll send you all the details you need to get registered so that you can take your next steps to food freedom and better body image. I'll see you there.